Back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's your man. You tuning into Real Talk with the Six Man, and um, we talking about something serious again, man. I, I couldn't wait to get back on here to talk about something that I think everybody needed to hear about, man. My PTSD series went 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 better than I thought it would, so I wanted to come back with something else that I thought was kind of intertwined with PTSD, which is uh, mental health. Mental health is one of the issues that we're dealing with in society right now, and it just, it don't go away. It don't go away. So I wanted to talk about it and get it, you know, get some educational stuff out there for y'all and have some conversations about it. So I also wanted to leave y'all some um, some notes for D.C. Uh, if you have anybody that has any mental, uh, mental health issues, you can call uh, 411 in D.C. In Maryland, it's uh, 211. And then there's a, a website. It's a mentalhealth.net. Mentalhealth.net. And then if you go online, I mean, you got National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Um, you got all types of hotlines. If you just Google mental health online, I mean, you can find so many, you know, you know, you can find so much information online that will lead you in the right direction to help somebody because you don't want somebody to be dealing with a mental health issue like this guy did in, um, in, in California not too long ago, you know, when he went up into this bar and grill and just shot the joint up. So I wanted to have a conversation about it. I got a couple people that I'm going to talk to, and we're just going to chop it up and talk about mental health, man, because it's something that we need to be, you know, that we I think we need to be talking about and something that needs to be discussed um, in depth. So I hope y'all enjoy the show and, um, you know, you know, don't 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 be too proudful to talk about your illness, man. If you got something going on, holler at somebody and let them know, man. Hope y'all enjoy the show. What's going on, Miss Jackson? Hey, what's up, Kevin? Not too much. What's going on? How you doing? I'm hanging in there. Can't complain. Can't complain. That's what's up. So um, today we're going to try to touch this topic that I don't think enough of us talk about enough. I mean, we did talk off the air a little bit about, you know, some things and how some things affect people. But I wanted to see if we can dive right into it and, you know, talk about it in depth a little bit. But before we get into that, I wanted to talk about you and what you've been doing. I see you got this 11-11 coaching. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure, no problem. So I'm a life coach, and I stumbled upon life coaching through this woman that I met. I used to work at a facility for young girls who experienced a lot of trauma in their life. So I used to run these workshops, and I followed this woman on the Internet and asked her to come and do a workshop for the girls. And as I witnessed what she was doing, it was like magic. 
She wasn't giving answers. She didn't sound like a social worker or a therapist. It was some way that she was just holding these young ladies accountable and just putting everything back on them. So we chit-chatted on the side and she told me about coaching. So I went through the program, graduated, got my certification. And when I was done, every time I looked at the clock or looked around, this number 1111 just kept following me. So, you know, a lot of people talk about how these number angels and angels try to communicate through us in different entities. And so one of these entities, which I believe is through numbers. And so 1111 just kept popping up no matter what. And so I looked it up and it was just really about how the number 11 and one and 1111 just is about attracting good things into your life. It's about getting clarity. It's about connecting and being a light for other people. And um, I feel like that's me. So I just jumped right on it. And so that's what I do with my coaching. I work with women. I work with teen girls. But at my full-time nine to five, you know, where the man got you working like a slave <laughs> job, I work with um, I work with the adults who are responsible for working with kids who have experienced trauma in their life. You know, kids who've been neglected, sexually okay. abused, experienced a lot of violence in their life, and that affects their behavior. So, you know, you might say, oh, this is a badass kid. So I, I teach and train the staff who work with the badass kids. So um, I love all of what I do, though. So that's a little bit about me and 1111. And so, I mean, and, and how's, how's that working out for you just overall? Like, has it has it affected you in a way where you kind of see yourself different now? Uh, yeah, I think it changes the way that I look at people and the way that I experience people. So one time I met this uh, female from Philly, I mean, excuse me, from Harlem, and we're having a chat and she talks about this word respect and how the prefix re means to do over and over again, right? To repeat, to do over. And spec is to like look deeper. And so when you respect somebody, that's what you do. You see them over and over but you see them in a different way. So you're always seeing and experiencing a person brand new. You're not holding them prisoner to their past or to you know, um, things that happened to them. You're just accepting them right now okay. in their essence. You know what I'm saying? So I think just being in the field and also just working with people, I realize a lot of people in yeah. pain, man. We walking around, we like the walking dead yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we just put on concealer. We wear fitted hats, nice clothes, Gucci, whatever. And that's what we believe is like, you know, covering our pain, but it's still evident as hell and how you treat people yeah. and stuff. So yeah. yeah, I mean, so I, I had just recently uh, finished up um, a PTSD, uh, um, I want to say, uh, series, so to speak. Um, I got actually six parts on it, and I actually just finished my sixth part about the mass shooting that happened in um in, in, in California. And the reason why mm -hmm. I kind of uh, touched on it, um, just so I can be up to date and that my listeners and that my listeners know that I'm up to date, but at the end of the day, after they get, got finished talking about um what happened, the magic word was PTSD towards the end. And it, and, mm -hmm. and and I just woke mm -hmm. up. I, I mean I was kind of listening to it. But then, you know, the PTSD woke me up and made me look right at the TV. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And so it made me want to dive right in and do a six pop because people don't understand, you know, how um, PTSD is driven through traumatic events. And I'm pretty sure a mm -hmm. lot of my listeners and myself and yourself included have been involved or either seen something traumatic in our life. 
and we were. I mean, I just had something happen to me. I, if you don't mind, yeah, yeah, I'd like yeah. to share. Yeah, like, and this is old stuff that we can all get caught up into or whatever. So, like, one night I go out. This is in the summertime. I went out. Now, the universe is sending you messages, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? But we don't listen to these messages, right? We just think we could, our flesh yeah. could drive it. So, one of my girlfriends wanted to take me out for drinks to thank me for speaking at her school's graduation. Spoke to a class of fifth and sixth graders, the cutest, but the toughest <laughs> group. And so we went out, we went for drinks, but on, excuse me, we were on, I was on my way to go get ready and I had a fender okay. bender tap somebody's okay. car, right? So I'm like, all right, boom, let me just get out, like talk him down, tell him don't call the police, like give me your number, whatever. So I get out of the car, look at his car, it's nothing wrong, but I get out. He got three kids in the car. I'm like, yo, this is the worst. So nothing's wrong with my car. Something is wrong with his. I'm waiting for the police. So I'm going to summarize all of this. So we're waiting for the police, but it's taking way too long because I'm about to go out and go have some drinks. So there was this part of me that was like, yo, the universe is telling you, chill. You ain't supposed to go. This is slowing you down. But now I forced it, made myself go out. Uh, There's a whole nother story to that. Ended up going out, had a couple drinks. Maybe too many, but I did have a couple drinks. I drive home and fall asleep driving. I wake up to like a boom. I done tap something. I'm spinning around and hit the wall mm. on the highway. This is like at three something in the mm. morning, four in the morning. Y'all wake up. I drive the car home. So that's the trauma right there. So now how it show up as far as like PTSD, like two, three days later, I'm riding in the car with somebody else and I literally could feel my body right. shaking. Because just the the pace of the car mm-hmm. and all of that had my body feeling like, yo, this is mm-hmm. like that night. You know what I mean? And so that's what our body will do also, you know, give us little reminders of what happened to us. But we, I had some, I get uh, side effects to that, that accident all the time. Right. Flashbacks yeah, I mean, and all and of one that. of them, and one of the signs of PTSD, it says nightmares and flashbacks, reoccurrences. So you, you're kind right. of re-experiencing that, that 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 traumatic event that's why mm-hmm. and so yeah mm-hmm. and so I, I wanted to yeah. talk about it because i felt like people don't understand you know that there's some stuff that we dealt with on, you know either in our past like you said currently something that might have happened it's just the fact that we we, we we've attached ourselves with something and we don't realize that that traumatic that 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 traumatic event has affected us we just look at it like it happened we wake up, we see the flashback, it's over, we, we go get I a drink. I die, so I'm done. good. Yeah, like it's over with, but it's not because it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's affecting people more than we think. And then with this guy, you know, he was in the military, so this one was military driven, mm-hmm. where he went into this, mm-hmm. you know, this, this um, I think it was a, like a grill, bar and grill, you know, on college night and just took this gun and just started shooting all these people. You know, so right. it just led me to on top of the PTSD to just start talking about mental, um, mental health, mental illness and things of that nature. So I was going on, um, going online like I always do, you know, just doing some research. And there was a, um, a tidbit uh, from the Mayo Clinic and it just says mental illness refers to a wide range of mental health conditions, disorders that affect your mood thinking and behavior examples of mental illness includes depression anxiety disorders and eating disorders and i was like eating disorders i was like that's crazy Mm -hmm. and so it just goes into all of these you know psychiatric 
psychiatric disorder, anxiety disorder, mood disorder, cognitive development disorder. I mean, it's so many disorders, and it's just like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me mental health overall is a mental disorder that we are dealing with, and we don't even know if it's something that we're dealing with or not? And, I mean, we Mm -hmm. don't have the help. We don't have the support. A lot of times we don't have the insurance. So it's like, how do we know if it's something that we're dealing with? Well, one, I felt like it's one of them situations where we got to be, you know, willing to be strong enough to listen to our own body and say, you know what, enough is enough. Something's fucking wrong with me to want to go get that Mm -hmm. help now. I'm not talking about going to the clinic or going to, you know, the dispensary and thinking that the marijuana, you know, or the drinking and the drugging is going to, you know, it's going to, you know, mm-hmm. dissipate it. Yeah, it'll dissipate it for a couple hours, but when they come back, it's coming back with a vengeance. Because now we done, mm-hmm. we done, we done sat around and we done neglected it, we overlooked it, and now it's coming back. It's, it, it seems like it's coming back worse and worse each time. <clears throat> and so, mm-hmm. when you say that you're dealing with these younger women and these and these women, you know, overall dealing with you know, all of these wide range of issues. What are some of the main health issues that you see these these women are dealing with? The main issue that I see women dealing with, I believe, is really self-esteem, okay. self-love. That kind of I'm okay. not enough. And so that 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 monster or gremlin kind of like shows up in all areas, you know? Um but that I am not enough could lead to things like right. depression, you know, and right. anxiety. So I think that, you know, that's how they end up right. showing up. You know, the underlining, like when you dig deep, it's the I am not enough. But what we see on the surface is the right. depression, right? Um, and I find that a lot of women have been sexually abused. Right. A lot of women have had sex mm-hmm. against their will, you know, early on in their life or early exposure to sex. You know what I mean? Whether it's pornography or just, you know, they friend who are a little fast, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they parents or whatever. Um, you better stop hanging out with the, that fast ass girl. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And who knows what that fast ass girl's yeah. seeing in her crib. You know what I mean? A little fast ass girl's only just doing yeah. what she see. And probably, you know, maybe mom's is a crackhead and she having sex for money. Maybe she's a prostitute. She having sex for money right. and drugs, whatever. You know, maybe she's depressed. Yeah. You know, all types of stuff. And then little kids just walk around and pick that stuff up. So that's the little fast-ass kid in the block. But um, I think that women, mostly it's the depression, you know, um, because of the, the mm-hmm. pain of the abuse and the feeling of I'm not enough. That's psychological drama. That's yeah, crazy. man. I mean, women just really feeling like they're not beautiful. And when you dig down deep, it's because they think that they're not enough. And they think that they're not enough because somebody raised them. They think that they're not enough because their dad left. They think that they're not enough because somebody sexually abused them or molested them. They think that they're not enough because their skin color is darker than another sibling of theirs. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a lot of stuff. I mean, but and it seems like it's funny that that go both ways because it's not necessarily men feel like, um, they, they don't look, I mean, well, I can't say that. I mean, it is some men that really worry about how they look and it is some men that, you mm. know, worry about being Correct. fit, but I don't necessarily think that men, you know, worry about them not being enough. But when you say not being enough, I do think there are some men that feel like, you know, if their father wasn't in their life or if their mother doesn't treat them in a certain type of way, that they feel like, you know, there's some type of a void there. 
Yeah, or even if you take it a little further, when they thought that they were going to make it to the NBA or the NFL and something happened and they didn't make it. So I'm not yeah. enough in that. I didn't live my whole life telling everybody where I was going to make it. And, and you I know what? It's funny that you say that because I'm going to do, I'm going to sit down with Hood because he's getting inducted mm. into uh, Delaware State's Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Right? I know that's yeah. so dope. And so mm-hmm. um, I want to sit down and talk to him. And I think, you know, just as we're talking about this now, as it comes up, I think that that may come up because he had yeah. the opportunity to get to the NBA, but something NBA. hindered him. And I don't want to give too yeah. much, but he'll right. tell his yeah. story of what hindered him. And it so, wasn't him. It, it wasn't physically right. him. It was, it was an entity right. that held him back that was not enabling him to get to the draft. And so he had to go through a whole mission. Yeah, I think that that will come up because you think about where your hopes are, you know, and what you you really see, you almost could touch it. And then whatever that entity is that hinders you or blocks you, stops you, shuts it down, that shit can be devastating. And you could go into a complete depression because everybody knew me for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or growing up and, you know, our parents put their expectations on us and live vicariously through us. That's also where I'm not yeah. enough comes in. Hey. You know what I'm saying? So mental health comes up in, in many different ways. And in our community, we have an interesting way of showing what that is for us, whether it's we killing each other, we fighting each other, we're selling our bodies, we're using drugs. You know, we're overachievers. We spend that money mm. on liquor, post it all over the internet, party right. every single night thinking we right. that G. When really you cry yep. on the inside, you want to hug your daddy yep. so bad. Yep. You, you know what I'm saying? That That's, that's yep. what it is. So I think, you know, we, we have to be the wiser in our own self and in our own community and just really be curious about why we are the way that we are and not in a like a disrespect way like why you like that but more like in a curious right. way what makes right. you like this right and, and 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 he went on a mission to try to still you know get on track to get to the draft and do all of that and mm-hmm. just that mission alone mm-hmm. took him through so much you know what i mean and then he lost his father, and then it was just so much. Right. Look man, how life do. It, it was just so much, do. man. I mean, and like you say, the expectations. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, mm-hmm. him being a homie, it wasn't like we had an expectation, but we did have a... But you did. Right, you just didn't right. know it and was. Because we was, living, we was living vicariously through the show Entourage. And it was uh... like, you know, I was Turtle, and T-Man was... <laughs> you know, another character, exactly. but you know, Hood was uh, uh my man Vince. He was the he was the he was the breadwinner, mm-hmm. and so we was kind of that was, that was our it. show. I mean, that was supposed to be our life, and and you know, when you say um not necessarily knowing that we was holding expectations, but we were because we was like he gonna get mm-hmm. in the NBA, this is gonna be our life, and then it never happened. Mm-hmm. And so it trickled down where right. it affected him, and then it affected us. Now we might not say it affected us, but shit, I ain't gonna lie, it affected me because I was looking forward right. to living that life. I was, I was looking forward to supporting <coughs> my man as much as he needed. You know, whether it was, hey, K, doll, let me let me hold fifty. Here you go. 
hey, Kato, let me get some money for gas. Here you go. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I could do, however I can help out, I want to do that. Hey, Slim, man, let's go get a bottle. All right, I got it. And it's wild because you had that expectation and that desire because you exactly. want to get out at that time. Exactly. Oh, where you at? You know what I'm saying? So it's like if my we, homie we, we could do it, it, yo, we exactly. making it. Exactly. And then when they don't make it, he know that pressure. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that that stuff mess yeah. with your mind. That stuff mess with your mind, and we don't we don't and, talk and about so, it. And, and so we I'm don't talk figure, about it. I'm we hold it figure, in. You know, let's let's go into that a little bit deeper of why we don't necessarily want to talk about that. Why why we don't want to talk about that mental. I mean, it's it's seen as weak. It's seen as weak. I mean, for guys, for sure, you weak if you sad. You weak if that hurts mm. your feelings. You know you weak if mm. you cry. You know, even when you a little boy and your mama want to give you a kiss before school in front of everybody waiting at the bus or inside the, you know, right. in front of the school. You right. don't want to do that because you don't want to be quote unquote right. soft. You know, society did that. You know, and have us thinking like that. So I think one of those is like, you don't want to be weak or perceived right. as weak. Um, but I think it's weak to not do something exactly. about the problem. That's exactly. weak. That's, that's, weak. that's where exactly. you're powerless. That's weak. Like, you have such a responsibility. We have such a responsibility as Black people, as mothers and fathers and siblings. And then even, like, our parents are getting older. We have a responsibility right. to them. You know what I mean? So that's why we need to, to get help. But I think one of them is because it's perceived as being weak. And then also in our culture, as Black and Brown people, you know, it was, you're, that's for white people. You don't go to therapy. White right. people go to therapy. Black people right. don't we do that. We got to have this drink. We want to get thinking. We that's say get over it. Yeah, that's our, that's our ghetto that's therapy. Our therapy. But that's some Medicaid therapy. I tell you that because that ain't it's not working. It's not worth it. You get right. what you pay that's for. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know. So, <laughs> so I think that's one of the reasons. Well, well I, what about you? What I do you mean, think of some I, of the I reasons? Think, why I think, I think some of the reasons of why we don't is because we we feel vulnerable at that point. We feel like we're, mm-hmm, we're telling somebody mm-hmm. something about ourselves that we don't want to open up and tell anybody about but I feel like that's what kills us inside because for me and my um so to speak PTSD um um I want to say symptoms was you know back in the day early like I like I, I had a conversation with um one of the guys that I interviewed and I basically told him that you know when my mother my mother left to 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 you know to be happy and I mean I wasn't really um, I, I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really happy about her going to be happy, but I wasn't negative about it either as well. But my thing is at the end of the day, for me, it was almost like, you know, when she left, she left when I was in junior high school and I was around her mm. all the time. You know, that was my, that was mm-hmm. my ride or die. I was with her everywhere she went, you know, wherever I was at the hair salon, wherever I was, you know, at, um, you know the girl. You know whatever. School, I whatever. Always, Church, I was just whatever. always with her, and I remember when she left. It was it, it. It took a void from me because I wasn't able to see her all the time anymore. I wasn't able to see her every day, and so with that being said, something happened to me inside where I wasn't able to express what I was feeling to her. But you know how I, how I expressed it. I started robbing people. Yeah. Mm. I would go out. I would go out by mm. myself. I wouldn't tell nobody where I was going, and I would just go and rob people. And I did it a lot. 
You know, it got to the point where I did it so wow. much, it became a thing where, right. it, 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 you know what I mean? It, it got to a point where, oh, you know what? It's about that time. It's getting dark. Let me go suit up and let me go do my thing. And it's a lot of people that don't know that about me. You know, it's, it's I mean, even friends, you know, the homies, I don't, you know, these aren't conversations that I've, that I've had with them. You know what I mean? Right, because when you when your mom left, there wasn't the space to, to talk about to the nobody. Case. You I know mean, what I'm saying? And then I wanted to be, you know, with my brother. I wanted to, you know, be in a position where, you know, I I wanted to, you know, um, handle, you know, my business. You know, growing up in D.C., but it just wasn't. I didn't have that help. You know what I mean? And I was still out there just doing me. And it got to the point where right. I was not able to talk to anybody. So that was my outlet. Me you know, being in the street or me, you know, selling drugs or me, you know, you know, doing whatever I was doing to the point where, you know, I, um, I, I, you know, I didn't have that outlet, you know, I didn't have. And then can know. I ask you a question? Did you ever go, have you ever been to jail? Yeah. I, yeah, of course. I mean, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I you, you, you figure, so. you figure that lifestyle and jail, that, I would think so, yeah, for sure. But I didn't want yeah, to make an assumption. Yeah, they inter- you know what I mean? That's the foolish thing to do. I mean, it's times mm-hmm. that I've done stuff and I didn't get caught. But yeah, it was times that I feel like you know God was was telling me, you know, here it is. You think you done and you not, and I gotta literally show you that you know this is not the life that I need you to necessarily live. You know what I mean? That's where I was going and, with it because it was kind of yeah, like yo yeah. I mean and and I mean and I feel like now even now you know I realized that that wasn't that wasn't my lifestyle necessarily. That wasn't you know necessarily who that he was wanted me to be. Yeah that he was and, but it but it's mm-hmm. funny how he allowed me to go through all that so now I'm at a point where I can now bring it back and be a help to somebody else who had might who who might have been going through that mm-hmm. or might have you know didn't mm-hmm. know what mm-hmm. that life was about because I go to, I mean you know quiet as kept I ha- I have been going to the different jails throughout Maryland for about the last um, I started in 2011 and I was going out to the jails talking to the guys and it was with my church but it got to the point where. I didn't want these guys to get it confused. I didn't want them to think that my whole foundation for talking to them was just solely based on, you know, the religious tip. Because once they saw my tattoos and they heard me talk and they heard me say, right, yeah, they, they heard me say key things like about being did. on the yard. And they was like, oh, yeah, this dude, he lived it. So, yeah, so, you know, my thing mm-hmm. is I lived it. And I'm a true testimony to y'all that this life is not necessarily – the end all be all, you know what I'm saying? And right. But it, but it's, but also it sounds like it's a testament to say that we all been through some pain. Like people are absolutely. doing these things absolutely. because of pain. You know what I'm saying? If you get down to it and you have a conversation with these men who are in jail or whoever, bet you after their daddy wasn't around, ask them what their relationship was like with their mother. What kind of community right. did they live in? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like all of those things right. will show up, and bam. That's what it, right. it is. The family dynamics is crazy. What you see from exactly. when you're a little kid and then you grow up, you're like, oh, shit. Like, life life is, is really real. And so the, the PTSD <laughs> for me, it just hit me hard one night. And it was like, you know, of course, when I started this whole journey of wanting to do the podcast, it just it just hit me like, 
here it is now. I got the opportunity to literally allow people to see me in a different light while I'm also trying to help people go through some of the stuff that they're going through and also talk about some stuff that I, ne- I necessarily haven't talked to about with anybody. And, 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 and that will, you know, help people. This yeah, you know what I mean? And it's like people ask me all the time, so you like doing it? I'm like, no, nah, I don't like doing it. I love doing it. Like, it's like I wake up at night, on my sleep, oh, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about that. Or Mm -hmm. I be at work, and we may be having a conversation at work, and I got to grab my pad. Oh, damn, I got to talk about this. I got to talk about that and talk about the effects Mm -hmm. of this and do this. And what if, I mean, and we talking about relationships. We talking about, you know, you know, fatherless sons. We're talking about, you know, women without mothers, you know, women without fathers. I mean, it's so many issues Mm -hmm. that we can talk about. Because it's all life. So Mm -hmm. I just want to get it out there. And I mean, mental health is one of them things that I felt like I definitely dealt with. I mean, because I've seen people get killed. You know, I've been in, I've been in traumatizing situations. I've seen, you know, people, you know, um, you know, like get their head blown off. Like I, I, like I remember vividly Mm -hmm. a, a situation where I was, you know, somewhere and, you know, we were gambling and a dude, you know, gated the dice and, you know, he gated he the what? dice. So basically when you're gambling, you can stop the dice and say, you know, I want you to roll over. Right. Oh, okay. And that's G- called gator the dice. Gate the dice. Yeah. Gate the dice. Yeah, oh, gate. The dice. Okay. And, um, and so Sorry. the guy, he gated oh, wow. the dice, but he did it in a way where the guy had already rolled the dice and got his point. And uh-huh. he won. But the dude was like, oh, no, I gated them. And everybody looked up at him like, nigga, you ain't gated the dice. Stop bullshitting. That man, let that man get paid, right? So the dude picked up his money. We gambling. He, he was mad. He, you know, he was in his feelings. So we like, man, roll up a blunt or something. Hit that J, man. Tell out, man, whoop de whoop And so he just eventually steps off. He steps off. He comes back. And he blew this nigga head straight off. How much money was there for? I mean, Lindsay, we talking about probably a couple hundred down on the ground. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for no amount. Yeah, yeah, right, but it just thing, makes you still. think, like, well, how much was enough for him to do that? I mean, blood splatter on everybody. We looking mm. at him like, nigga, is you serious? Like, what the fuck? And so in my mind, how do you deal with that? I mean, you you deal with that. How do you, what it would, right, but how, how do you, do you deal, you deal with, that? with that? How do you then walk away, go home, and sleep? There's no way. There's no way you can do that. And so... But people are doing every it day. Every I mean, day. And, and think about it. I've done it all my life. You know, I remember. That's I remember crazy. one time. I remember one time when we, when me and T Man first got to Dale State. Um, you know, you know, of course we from Southeast DC, and we were going mm-hmm. to class. And I can remember for like a month and a half, maybe two months, he had his T-shirts, his Rest in Peace T-shirts. I had my rest in peace t-shirts and the professors was just blown away. They was like, wait a minute. You don't wore a different rest in peace shirt with a different person on it for the last two months. Mm-hmm. That's community. You know what I'm saying? Like they like, you and know? you and, and and you made it out. I mean, I'm here. And so those professors, you know, kind of, you know, um, gravitated to us. Like, I want to try to do everything I can to help you so you can succeed. Were your teachers um, white or black? One was white and one was black. 
And I think for Tony, man, I think it was both as well. I think, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. but it was just the fact that they noticed it. It wasn't like it was something that we wanted everybody to look at in class, or it wasn't something like we was trying to gain attention. It was just, you know, how we dressed, and it right. was just something that we put on. Yeah, people. and it was just mm-hmm. like the teachers took note to it and was like, this dude don't wore a shirt every day for the last two months with somebody that was dead on it. That's crazy. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you you, you can't imagine what I've gone through at all. And I'm I'm online and I'm looking up stuff like OCD and PTSD and all these other disorders, you know, uh, mood disorder, anxiety disorder, personality disorder. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. I mean, this substance abuse disorder, like people are literally using drugs to you know maintain you know to mm-hmm. to forget the hurt that ain't that ain't that's not gonna help that's not gonna do it that's not gonna do it at all and so if we walking around like zombies you know needing that mm-hmm. drug hey, hey slim let me hit that j all right here you go dog hey, hey slim let me get let me hit that drink slim and not even really knowing what we're doing we're suppressing the bullshit but at the end of the day it's coming back full force because i remember one time you know, I, I, I had a, I had a situation and, you know, I seen something traumatic and I couldn't go to sleep for at least a month. I mean, I literally, mm-hmm. I literally could not go to sleep for like a month, like literally. So I was just like, how, how do I deal with that? How do I deal with that traumatic event? And it's just like, I, you know, you can't, you, you can't deal with that traumatic event. You got to find some help or some way to get over it. And I, I never, I never got that. And so that's what made me want to start talking about, you know, mental health in general and just PTSD. Cause I'm like, damn, I can imagine if what I went through, half the homies that I grew up with, what they, what they was dealing with. And I also had talked about, hmm. you know, guys that wasn't, that's not here no more. You know, people that got killed, people that I known that got killed, you know, people that might have gotten killed and, you know, I was there or people that got killed that I was close to and wanted to go back and retaliate um, people that, you know, uh, committed suicide. I mean, it's just so much going on that people just don't know about you until you start opening it up. And then when you open up to them, they like, damn, I'm dealing with that too. And so then now they mm-hmm. can relate to you a little bit. Cause they like, damn, this nigga really, you know, dealing with this. I dealt with that shit too. So I just felt like I wanted to talk about it a little bit and go in depth, you know, about it because I, I just feel like we, we don't, we're not talking about it, but we're walking around trying to medicate it every day. Yeah. Medicate it and ignore it. Yeah. But you and you are creating a space. I'm trying for to. it. You know, but I mean when people, you know, how do you figure it all out? You know? So I think it's really important to look within your own community, you know, and find a place that you can do that, whether it's like a church, uh, sometimes there's support groups and community centers. Um, a lot of things are starting to come out more, you know, around mental health and creating that support. But, you know, your podcast is definitely, you know, I think a venue for that. Um, I think that people need to get into therapy, you know, um, take advantage of some jobs have programs called EAPs, employment assistance programs. And you can take advantage of things like those where you can get, you know, a few free sessions and at least get assessment. And it's not about 
somebody being quick to throw a label like, you know, personality disorder, you know, depression and things of that nature. But it's just about opening up your own mind and your own body to be curious about who you are because of what you've been through so that you can start channeling inward and do something about those behaviors, you know? So I think that's the biggest piece is being able to open up your body and open up your mind, you know, to be able to be curious about who you are and why you're that way, you know? Um, I just feel like I'm that way because of where I grew up. I mean, I've seen so much shit in my life. I mean, it's hard to not talk about it at some point. And I feel like now this is kind of like my, my therapy where I can kind of open up and, and tell right. my story and, and let people in and have people, you know, get an idea of who I am. I mean, I always hear people say, you know, um, I was wild as shit when I was in school. I was, I was wild as shit, but even me being wild as shit when I got to Dale state, you had no idea who I was before I got to Dale state. I was way worse right. Before I got to Dale State, by the time I got to Dale State, I had already had a two-year, a two-year-old daughter. I was already trying to wing my way out the street. You know, Mom Dukes and everybody in my family was like, "Look, you graduating? You gotta get the hell out of here. You gotta do something." And I just was telling somebody in the, um, the group, um, the Swarm group, the other day that Dale State damn near saved my life. Because if I wouldn't have left That's to so gone cool. to Dale State, who knows what would have happened to me if I would have stayed home. Right. Who knows? I mean, I don't. Right. I don't even like to think about that. But let's just be honest. Who knows what would have happened to me if I would have stayed home? I mean, because I wouldn't have been in the same mm-hmm. element. You know, I mean, going to Dale State. Yeah, I still got that free, that that free spirit where I can kind of do go and come as I please. But I still got some some order. You had yeah, a different environment because I still mm-hmm. gotta go to class. I still gotta go to the library. I got mm-hmm. people that's like minded. That's you know, you know, getting their homework done and things of that nature. Yeah, but there was a part of you that yeah. was open. You understand what I'm saying? There was a part of you that was allowing yeah. that to flow. There was a part of you that said, all right, I want to do this yeah. for my daughter. Or, you know, I want to do this, even if it was for other people at that time. But there was still a part of you that was yeah. open. And you were able to then go a different route in your life, but also attract things that will help your life go in a different right. direction. You know what I'm saying? So it really is about being open and yeah. let it flow. I mean, and I feel, yeah. and I feel like I, I I love the fact that I gained, you know, so many good relationships in school, you know, and I try to tell youngest from around the way. I mean, even if you just go for two semesters or a year, just go, just to just to just to see what it's about, just to see. I mean, who knows? You may you may get you may go to school and it might be for you. It might change your life. I'm not necessarily saying go, you know. Right, because yeah, it ain't for everybody. For everybody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's not for everybody, but you do not mentally well. You're not in that sound mind and you go away to school and you don't have anybody there that you already know. It's already a setup in a sense, right? To kind of go down yeah. a dark road because you need a community of support that is necessary right. for healing. Connection is necessary right. for healing. You cannot do that in isolation. And when you go away to school, it's a big environment, bunch of people you don't know. You have to ask for help, you know, things of that nature. And you you got to have... Hey, man, yeah, you know what's funny, though? Do you it. in New York, and I can hear them horns, man. That's funny as shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them somebody love them just horns up there, man. I swear, man. That is so funny, man. Because we got somewhere that's, to go, you know, and that's, that's interesting, wild, too, man. you know, because sometimes we have nowhere yeah. to go. 
and still people are just in this yeah. rush. I mean, it was even times, man, where I, I found myself in my room by myself just full of tears, just like trying to figure out what was going on with me, man. And it's been multiple times where I thought about, you know, ending it and I just couldn't do it. I, I, it was like, I, you know, I wanted to, but I couldn't. It was like, I, you know, how, how, how do I leave my family? And how do I, you right. know, leave without letting them know what's going on with me? Like, you know, they're they going right. to be confused. And, like, mm-hmm. why did he do this? What happened? He was so happy yesterday. How did he do that? Because we're not talking right. about it. Because we're not ta- we weren't talking exactly. to nobody about it. We, you know, we were trying to cover it. Everybody thinks right. we all good. And it's really like, yo, that, that inner voice start right. kicking in, you know? So it's like you got to, we as people have to talk so, to people. Talk so, to like, what, mm-hmm. what, would, what would be, you know, if, like, like somebody like me? You know, grew up in a bad neighborhood, seen some bad things, done some bad things. You know, I I don't really know who to talk to. I don't necessarily know which way to go. What type of advice would you give a person if they were listening to 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 allow them to take that first step forward of trying to get some help with themselves? You know, in a mental issue type situation. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, the first thing that just comes to me oh. is God, right? And there, there's a piece that I feel must be strongly connected to a higher power. Right. And perhaps having a conversation with that higher power, whatever you want to call that higher power, having a conversation with that higher power and cry right. out. Cry it all out. And do it in a space where you know you cannot be interrupted. Nobody's going to pull out a camera and try to record you. Nobody's going to try to interrupt. No little sister, no kids, you know, whatever. You just It's just you and, and your higher power and right. cry out. Um, I think that that's definitely a first step. Um, or connect with right. a church. Go right up to a pastor and tell him right. or her, you know, and just say, hey, I don't know right. where to go. Right, but this is where I knew I need to start. And I think that also can open up a space. If you beyond that and you already feel like you got a higher power connection and you know everything is all good, then take your ass right. to therapy. You know, because I think that's the next step. Like if you see your pattern behavior and you see you're wilding out the moment somebody says something you don't like or you know, you're very reactive. Um, you know, get very angry quickly over very small, minute things, impatient with your Are own you, you children. Talk, I mean, you're basically connect. talking about me right now. I mean, literally. Like, literally. <laughs> but those things right there saying, you know, go, you, you need to release, right? So I think going to therapy, I think meditating is definitely a huge one. Yoga for men, yoga really? for women, yoga for, yes. Oh my God, there's, Meditation groups for men. Um, I wish I had a, a website, um, but there is a, a meditation group for men because I'm here in New York. I don't okay. know what's out there. Um, meditation group for men. There's trauma meditation groups. There's trauma yoga. Really? I'm, um, I'm writing this down. Okay. Yeah, where they focus okay. on that. And so those facilitators of the yoga, those instructors are trained in being trauma-informed because there's something about knowing that bad things 
fucked up things have happened to people and it interrupts the brain development and if our brain development is interrupted then our behavior is extremely different so like you could even think about kids in a classroom you know who don't want to um like that kid that just got his ass people think that's adhd right but see, but the, he had an audience. You know what I'm saying? That was a bad move already. You know what I mean? He look, He's a little kid who has no respect for authority because he used to he try to fight a teacher and the classroom was there. So I feel like that, that was more of an influence than anything. But really the ones who can't focus in the class, who can't sit down, but also think about relationships. You know, you with a partner and, you know, you tell your partner you're going to go out and you be right back and they know you're going to come right back, but they're losing their mind right. about it. You know why they're losing their mind about it? Because they got issues right. with neglect. And they felt like somebody left them and you're going to lose right. them too. So they start wowing on you around that kind of stuff. You know, like that's, that's crazy. That's traumatic stuff. That's, that's mental health. That's the stuff that we need to pay attention to in our own behaviors. So be curious about that. So therapy, meditation, yoga, um, talking to God, go talk to a pastor and God, higher power, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, but that's what I that's what I would recommend to do. Start wherever you can. Right. I mean, because you but you yeah, gotta you take the step. You, you gotta, gotta take that something. first step. You got to. You got and you if you got kids, like so whoever's listening, and you have kids, you owe it to right. your kids to get right. your mind exactly. right. To get right. your mind right. If you are still running over and keying people cars and fighting people and getting wasted and all of that. You got to do better for your kids because God forbid something happened to you. And I mean, that was one of my lessons in that experience that I shared earlier is that I have a six-year-old. I can't be all like, oh, I'm going to go have a couple of drinks and then go drive. That's so irresponsible. She looked to me for everything. everything. And who am I to just take that away from her for one night a good time? Come on. That's irresponsible. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's like stuff like that where it's like, yo, you got to do it for your kids, if not for anybody. And then once you start doing it for your kids, you start to just be doing it for yourself. And then you're winning. And then you're winning. But you can't sit there and just mistreat yourself and then look at your children and talk about I love you. You can't be driving around not wearing your seatbelt and then tell yourself that you love yourself. Why are you walking around? Why are you riding around with no seatbelt? You you taking that shit for granted. It's little stuff. I ain't going to lie. I do it all the time. I ain't going to lie. Man, come on. Lie. You covered, but don't slap him in yeah, the face and yeah, say, look at me. I, I get in the car, man, and I do it sometimes, and then it's like other times. I it's just, negligent. Yeah, right. It's yeah, negligent. Right. Irresponsible, because you could be an amazing driver, and then a nigga like me, excuse my language, is on the road driving with a couple yeah. drinks and then falls asleep, and you're not wearing your seatbelt because it was yeah. a quick run. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, we have to do better for ourselves because we have a responsibility for ourselves, for our loved ones, yeah, for this world. Because it's real out here, that's for sure. So, it's definitely, it's definitely it real. Is. It I mean, is. It is. It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's it's. I mean, you feel like at the end of the day, it's it's so serious out here, man. And people don't realize how serious it is. And it's, I mean, it's to the point now where I I I feel like it's my obligation to have lived it so is. much and it's my turn to now try to get that that life Help experience others. out there for other people man because it's not enough people mm-hmm. talking about a lot of the stuff that i want to talk about so that's why i felt like 
that was kind of my form. And I went to a studio last night, and a dude mm-hmm. who kind of runs his own studio um, was like, man, look, man, I'm here to help any way I can. And, I mean, I don't even know the dude. He saw me on YouTube and was like, man, I got to get in touch with this dude right here, man, because he got something that's, that's – I mean, he was like, you wasn't trying to be funny, but the shit that you were saying was serious, but it was still funny and serious at the same time. He said that's how people mm-hmm. connect to you. He said because somebody mm-hmm. can connect to the serious part and then somebody can connect to the funny and part. And the funny exactly. part. And so he was mm-hmm. like, you know, whenever you want to drive by, man, whenever you want to come through, let me know, man. I'm here, man. I was like, wow, that's crazy. So, But see, but right, look at the opportunity, yeah. right? Because you, you're taking a step in the right direction right. on your path. You know what I mean? And if your intentions are right. good, it's just right. going to be there. It's just going to be there for you. All you got to do right. is be open. You know, you were open enough to go ahead and go to that right. studio, right? You wasn't shaking that little trust thing or, you know, because sometimes we right. got trust issues and that right. blocks us. You know, I ain't going to that. They probably trying to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the story is that we make up in our mind to justify. And it was different. I mean, do. it was different being in a live studio, headphones. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the and booth. He was like, man, yes. you a natural, man. He said, you came in here and you blended right in with us like You've been in here with us like the last two months. Like you've been doing this. It just seems like the more I do it, the more I get comfortable with it, the more, you know, I feel like I have a responsibility to myself and others now to just keep going. I mean, because I got people inbox Mm -hmm. me, hey, Slim, I listen to you every morning now. I'm like, what? Yeah, man, I was on YouTube. I see you put this up, man. You was talking about this. I'm like, so it's like I don't get the type of response that I think I should be getting, which I know I need to stop looking for, Mm -hmm. but it's like, even though I don't get the response that I think I'm looking for, it's people really out there listening to me though. So it's like I gotta right. I gotta I gotta keep it going. So I'm gonna try to keep it going as much as I can, man. But I mean, I appreciate you man stopping by, man, and chopping it up. Thanks with for me, having man, me. I feel like we we need to get the word out there. And when I saw you had life coach on your 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 Facebook, I was like, wait a minute, life coach? I was like, Oh yeah, I got to hit her up ASAP. Hit her up ASAP. So mm-hmm. it might be a venture that I may come up with sooner or later, man. But we might can politic and do something together. I see you got something coming up in Virginia. You want to talk? You want you want to shout that out? Well, definitely, sure. So a girlfriend of mine, her name is Leah, and she owns a business called Her Hectic Life. So you could check her out also okay. on Instagram. Um, she is motivated. She's a conduit for creating a okay. space for women to grow their business. So this specific event is really a womanpreneur event. Um, so there'll be vendors there, there'll be a panelist, guest speakers, which I am one of them. So I'm really just gonna talk about kind of like that self-love, self-care when you run in a business. Cause you can't be running your business with all that anger and pain inside right. of you. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you're not gonna put out no good stuff. It's not gonna right. last, you know, because you won't either get in a fight with a customer or, right. you know, Start to neglect your, your right. work, you know, because you're up and down on an emotional roller coaster. But um, yeah, so that event is going to be on January 19th um, in Virginia, but you can also check it out on at 1111coaching. So thank you for the space, Kev. I hope to come back on your show again. It's dope what you're doing. My Keep man. doing it. Keep pushing. Um, and yeah, just continue to stay blessed yeah. and walk in it. Yeah, I got open. you. I got you, man. It, it just it just feel right, you know. It just feel right. Yeah, we'll go with feels right. Go so, with that yeah, intuition. So, man, look, that's what it is, y'all, man. We feel like at the end of the day, man, the mental health thing is serious. We want y'all to get the help. We want you to reach out to 
those that you trust. I mean, like Lindsay just said, if you got a confidant, a family member, you know, um, a church goer, you know, spiritual counsel, you know, um, co-worker, um, I mean, whoever it may be, you know, don't don't use pride as a means of continuing to keep going on with that same cycle. You know what I'm saying? We got to, mm-hmm. like, like, like it was just said, we got to at least do it for our kids. If we have kids, we have to at least want to get that help to do it for them to be better than we were yesterday. We have got to, you know, change the cycle of everything that's going on. I mean, especially with gun violence alone. It's like we think about gun violence and I watch old movies back in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. And here it is, it's 2018 and the shit is still going on. So that that trauma, that PTSD, you know, those disorders, that shit is still happening to people. And I mean, we got to at some point try to turn that shit around so we can be better than we were yesterday and be better people. So um, if, if you got any questions for me, if you want to reach out to me, you know where to find me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on IG. I'm on YouTube. Um, I've already given out my um, email address on multiple occasions. There's a phone number attached to um, that email address as well on Facebook. And I mean, just reach out to me. If I don't have the answer, I'll try to get you answers. I'll try to, you know, uh, reach out to people that I know or if not. I'll reach out to, you know, those that I know that's in that field or in that community that can try to help you. I mean, if you reach out to me, I'm compassionate enough to try to help you as much as I can. I mean, that's just me. And so that's what my show is about. That's what I'm here to do. Nothing that we that I do is scripted. It's all real, and that's all I want to do is try to help people if I can. So, again, Lizzie, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to keep this thing going, and I appreciate you coming through, man. And, you know, keep doing what you're doing as well. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Take care. Be blessed. All right, bye.